Welcome back to the Rod the Podcast. The hiatus is officially over. This is Mike, and I'm joined by Jordan tonight, as always. Jordan, how you doing? Buddy, it feels good to be back. Uh, long overdue. Apologize to you guys for, you know, as Mike said, the hiatus. But, you know, everything's good on our end. It's just, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. Uh, but it's playoff time now and time to focus on Kane's hockey. So let's talk it. Yeah, we've been locked in. We've just been, you know, building up a bunch of content, planning to put out a good episode for everyone right before the playoffs start. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to go all the way back to the KK deal, and we're just going to jump right in. We've got KK signing an eight-year, $4.82 million deal. Jordan, what are your initial thoughts on that? Um, You know, kind of expected since he, you know, signed the offer sheet and ultimately was brought into the Canes. Um, I think it's a great deal. Uh, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward uh, uh, move by the Canes. It was a, or something that was rumored for a long time. And, and it's really nice to kind of see it come to fruition. It's a young guy that, you know, fits with the group. Um, maybe his production isn't always reflected in the box score, but uh, he's definitely been a net positive uh, to, to the lineup. And, you know, especially when he switched over to playing more center, um, it's a deal, like I said, with uh, low volatility, and all he has to do if you project the cap to eventually climb is be a you know average third-line center. I, I think he can well exceed that, and I think the organization's hope that is that he's a uh, you know established second-line center at some point during this deal. Absolutely, and he had 29 points in 66 games, so a little bit under .5 percent points per game if you will uh so he would attract for about 36 points this year if he had played a full season what I like about him when I'm watching him play is you see all the little details in the game you see the ability to play the puck you see the vision you see the desire the forechecking ability the defensive play he has a lot of the tools when he's able to get in position and take a shot he's got a fantastic shot he has all these little tools what you really need from him is consistency and confidence. And those come with time. I think under the tutelage of Rod, those are things that we can see happen over the next couple of years. And he's got eight years with the Hurricanes, and it's exciting. Um, what we want ultimately is to see him become a second or third line center, third line worst case scenario, preferably a second line center. Because if you can lock up your future second line center for $4.82 million, dollars through the prime of their career that's going to be an extraordinary deal when we're talking in 2030 you know down the road so pretty exciting times for the hurricanes um happy with the deal on my end personally yeah no doubt and we always talk about team building as in team building around your core and with him signing an eight-year deal as expected he is without question one of those core members to build around and so Although he's playing, you know, down the lineup, mostly on the fourth line, um, I've been very pleased with what I've seen. He's, uh, you know, again, not always going to show up in the box score, um, but I think he is, you know, forechecked well. And the skill, you see it. it. It's in flashes. It's not as consistent as you'd like, but that could maybe also be attributed to who he's playing with. And so as he matures, as he spends more time within the system and gets, you know, more responsibility and a higher role within the lineup, uh, maybe he will flourish into the, the player they envision him 
being, and I'm sure they wouldn't have done that if, you know, they never would have offered Cheetah if that wasn't the case. So uh, all positives here. I think we can talk Kane's core and, and where this team is going and where he fits long-term in the offseason. But, but for now, I, I think we're in a really good place. Absolutely. All the tools are there. Um, if he can put his game together and keep it together and stay healthy, I see him having a fantastic career with the Hurricanes. Moving on to the trade deadline, the Canes acquire Max Domi in a three-team trade. Ultimately, the main piece out from the Hurricanes is Aiden Hrishuk, who was a previous draft pick um, in the third round, I believe. You bring in Domi, a guy that plays with bite, a guy that has some skill, a guy that's going to play for his coach and his teammates. Um, the points might have not been where they could be for him this year. But in the short sample size we've had from him as a hurricane, I've seen him grow into the team as he's figured out the system, as he's built chemistry with his teammates. I like the addition. It wasn't the addition that we were looking for necessarily, but at the end of the day, I'm not upset about it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'd like to take it back a little bit to the deadline. And my initial reaction was, and this is no insult to the young man that was traded, uh, anytime you can add a, you know, legitimate NHL forward to your lineup. As you know, the playoffs can be kind of a war of attrition um, for what is basically free. Um, that's great. And, you know, all those things you mentioned uh, skill set wise for Max Domi make him a really appealing ad. Now it, it's not the, you know, true finisher or, or the, the back end help that mayor you, you or I were calling for, but, He's a good ad. And now having seen him in the lineup, as you touched on, maybe the point production hasn't been there, but he's a guy that is worthy of a, you know, spot in the lineup every night uh, and brings a little grit and grind and has some skill and can score. So uh, obviously depth scoring shows up in the playoffs and I think he'll end up being a good ad. The the frustration comes in, um, you know, if you, if you go back to the deadline, Carolina's sitting there with, with Florida and Colorado and some others kind of right at the top of the standings competing for the President's Trophy. And, hey, you're not competing for the President's Trophy, but what do you see with our contemporaries, especially Florida? It, those teams are going all in. And we, we've talked about this a lot um, from a team-building approach, and you, you don't want to jeopardize the future, especially because you have such a young, productive core. Um, but these winning windows only last so long. You're only going to have these guys – uh, for term and on their current AAVs for, for so long. So, you know, for them to be a, now uh, a division champion for the second straight year uh, and to basically have sat on their hands at the deadline, yeah, that, that's frustrating because uh, I think other teams got better and you, you can say we like our group, but um, I, I think it showed last year uh, things get a little more physical in the playoffs and maybe that is a concern or maybe the group has matured and we'll, we'll find out here. Uh, starting tomorrow, but I, I would have liked to have seen more done. Absolutely. My biggest desire was to add a, a significant defenseman that has the ability to play penalty kill minutes, has the ability to play against top lines. Don't care where you play him. He could be on your third pair. You could shuffle your second pair. Not that I necessarily see you breaking up Shea and Pesci, but one more really strong defenseman so that when our third pair is out there, we all don't have to hold our breath would have made me happy. Um, they obviously weren't in on the guys that were available and we're just going to have to assume that they thought it either a wasn't worth it or a, they weren't or B excuse me, they weren't interested. And 
we're going to have to see how it plays out. I think the team has all the pieces. There's no denying the depth of the organization. You hope the goaltending situation shakes itself out and everybody gets healthy. Um, and that kind of leads us to our next point if you're done with the trade debt. Trade yeah, debt. no, I, I think we the proof is going to be in the pudding, right? And I think if things don't go the way we hope they do in the playoffs, I, I think for the second year you can kind of point to the fact that, you know, we didn't add and others did. And, you know, maybe there's this notion within the organization that, hey, a great regular season gets you to the playoffs, and the playoffs are really just an opportunity to swing the bat. Um, and all you need is one opportunity to swing the bat. But I don't know. I, I, I feel better uh, going in if we uh, ha- had done a little more. Granted, I, I feel really good where we're at. I think this is, at worst, an Eastern Conference Finals team. And um, we'll see. It, it's going to be fun to watch. But, gosh, winning windows, man. You know that's my thing. So uh, we'll see. Yep. If this team comes out playing at the best of their abilities and we stay healthy, I think they have a good shot at making a deep run. Um, but we'll move on. Like we were talking about the goalies there at the end. So we know that Anderson gets hurt. Ronta also gets hurt. And a guy that was just playing in the KHL who just made the jump over to the AHL and was tearing the AHL up has now come in and won three games for the Hurricanes. And that's Piotr Kochetkov. And if we're not saying his name right, I have no idea. What well, to tell don't you. ask me to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll, I want to wait for him to tell us how to pronounce it because we called Stephen Lawrence or Stephen Lawrence, Stephen Lawrence for the longest time. So I'm just going to wait until he tells us how to pronounce it. One thing I, I did mention, hey, it, I'm glad uh, Kakaniemi signed the deal because I finally learned how to say his name. So, so go me. It would have been a waste of your talents. <laughs> if we didn't keep him, I mean... Six months All of that practice. brain power I used to finally <laughs> figure it out. We, we got there. Oh, yeah. So we'll break in Kachetkov, uh, 2019-36 overall pick. He was one of the picks from the Jeff Skinner trade, which looks awesome right now. So you're telling He's me shown... who wasn't the biggest part of that trade? Surprisingly not. And another one of the picks was Alexander Nikishin, who is – a solid defensive prospect that we have as well, but we'll get into that another time. Um, he's he's looked really solid. He's a big frame. He's athletic. Um, he seemed to get more and more comfortable every game he played. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to put a 22-year-old in net in the playoffs with three NHL games experience. Yeah, let, let, let's pump the brakes on the whole Cam Ward second coming thing, but Absolutely. Right, he looks really good. He looks the part, and, and that's the thing that's exciting for me. And you know, has the numbers to back it up. But the playoffs are a different animal. And you know, assuming Anderson's not healthy because it doesn't sound like he's going to be, I think we both assume Ronta is between the pipes. Game one. I would be surprised if he wasn't. And knowing Rod's opinion on veterans and having like it, the whole thing with moving on from Ned was wanting a guy with experience, wanting a seasoned goalie that's able to control their emotions in a playoff scenario, right? So I would be very surprised if Ronta isn't in net. We're excited to see that there's a young goalie in the pipeline who we can look forward to in the future. Um, and if he ends up playing in the playoffs, we hope he does well. But that that is quite the the turn of events from looking like we had a barren goalie pipeline for a little while to now we have... You've got Koch, you've got McIniemi, you have a few other guys in the system, so exciting yeah, we're, times. We're, we're going to go with Koch, right? Let's just make it simple. Absolutely. 
I'm not I'm not going with what everyone else is calling him. Let, let's let's stick with that. Yeah, I'm not going with Coochie, but well, I'll go with Koch. Um, isn't that what Rod calls him? I think it's what a lot of people are calling him. I don't know why. We don't know him, so I don't feel uh, friendly enough with him to go go there yet. But you know, Agreed. you can say that about a lot of the the pipeline with you know how barren it used to be. But nowhere was that more glaring than in goal, because behind Cam Ward there was a whole lot of nothing forever. So the organizational depth has once again shown uh, how valuable it is to this organization. It's you know ability to sustain success through injuries. Um, and maybe that's their counterpoint to our, you know, arguments at the trade deadline that we should do more. Um, but yeah, been very pleased with what he's done. Uh, wish Freddie Anderson nothing but a speedy recovery because I think that's the difference right now. Um, barring some unforeseen Cam Ward like performance or, uh, Auntie Ranta taking his game to a whole nother level, which he does have the ability to do, uh, from this team being, you know, in the finals here uh, in a couple of weeks, but we can't jump ahead that far. Yeah, absolutely. And all those pieces that you mentioned, um, that's the reason why this team is the Metro division champions. Um, best season in franchise history. We've now won the Southeast conference, the Metro. Um, I'm blanking the central. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Three division championships. Talking about this before we got without relocating, how many teams have won three different division titles within the past two decades as in like um, three different named divisions. If I was a guessing man, I would say none, but we also have to take into account the number of division name changes there have been over time. Cause there's been plenty of them. So who knows, maybe one of the original six teams or something like that, but good, uh, not a problem. Good problem to have though. Right. It's you know, winning, winning division championships was a, a thing that, never really occurred here and, and to have won the division two years in a row made the playoffs four years straight uh which is the franchise record uh more franchise records include 54 wins 116 points um really historic season for this organization and you know really impressive that they've done it you know mostly through homegrown guys and, and kind of building around that core um which has aged nicely and now has four years of playoff experience uh, two of those years, though, um, the run was ended by this Boston Bruins team. Uh, it's not the same Bruins team uh, of years past. Um, same Bruins team this year that, you know, in three games, Canes outscored them 16-1 to and then went 3-0 in those contests. Um, presents a challenge, as we know, not too long ago, uh, in Carolina's first trip back to the playoffs in a decade in 2019, where Carolina beat uh, the Caps in Game 7. Well, in the regular season, Carolina went 0-4 that year. So I, I don't think we can write off Boston, and this is also not the same Boston team that we saw earlier in the year. Agreed. They they upgraded at the deadline. Um, one of the better defensemen available in Hampus Lindholm out of Anaheim. They paid a pretty steep price for him. They went ahead and re-signed him to an eight-year deal, which – that's a long deal for an older defenseman. We'll see how that one pans out, but they're clearly trying to make one final run, two final runs, however many they got left with their main core. And they're not a team that's uh, going to be messed with easily. We know the players they have, and Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get the return of playoff Halla, which I have zero desire to even think about because who cares? 
this whole thing that we're going to boo him when he comes back. Like, not, he, not worthy he, of it, man. Not worthy of this guy. Literally, is the last guy that's worthy of booing. He's he did nothing in Carolina, and been seven minutes who here. Cares? Yeah, no one cares. So let's let's just not boo him because that's why would we booing give him, him anything is almost like a about. sign of respect. And you yeah. know, not that I'm saying we should disrespect human beings, but like his time here doesn't merit animosity. Like. Okay, yeah. he's going to play chippy. He's obviously probably going to make a run at Natchez at some point because he always does uh, when they play. And, hey, it'll happen, and people will get upset. But we should just know going in that that's going to occur. And as long as the team kind of keeps their you know focus where it should be, all he is at this point to this series is a, is a pass that can maybe add some depth scoring. Like, in my opinion, we've already talked way too much about Eric Hall. <laughs> the impact he's going to make over these next four to seven games it's a psa for canes fans don't that's fair no more this is the last you'll think of eric hall uh can i hop in on another psa since we've been wanting to do this for a while quick aside absolutely i'm sure we gotta talk about the waves dude we gotta talk about the waves circling back to like episode one maybe uh there's just an well we're going to the playoffs it needs to be a reminder like because the most embarrassing thing that I've seen as a Canes fan, and there's been a lot of embarrassing things, you know, pre this four-year run. Um, last year versus Tampa Bay in Game 5 that ultimately ends up being the last game of the season, we got the wave going on down 2-1 in the second period. Like, what's going on here, guys? So, you know, there's a time and a place for it. I understand you're there for sports entertainment, but these guys – that that's kind of making a mockery of what's going on. That's not being a good fan. That's not being engaged to the game. Um, to win a Stanley Cup, it, it does take that crowd engagement and involvement. And you know, not going to say you have to be perfect. We know PNC can get you know, about as rowdy as anywhere. But time to play. Now, conversely, we also saw 2019 Game Four versus the Islanders up what five to two with a handful of minutes remaining. That's when you do it. It's a celebratory thing. It's almost a, a, great a mocking of the other team type moment. But, you know, just being cognizant of it's when the time and the place to to do it. And, you know, let's let's be good fans and know the timing of things. And that that one, you know, that's not just a hockey thing. That, used, that stems back to my professional playing career. Like, why are we doing the wave in the fourth inning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wave, in my opinion... Now, the wave, in my opinion, means you're bored or you're taunting. Like, you use the wave as a sign of boredom or a sign of taunting the other team, in my opinion. You don't use it as a, it's a tight, contested game, and we're doing the wave. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, let's get loud. Instead of looking to your left and your right to see when it's your turn to do the wave, how about we focus on the game on the ice and get loud and and pay attention to the situations so available? It's going to be a Monday Tomorrow, I mean, that's not ideal, right? Of course, Carolina gets the the weekday games because it always seems to fall that way, whether you're hosting first or you're on the road. It's amazing how that works, right? Um, but I, I tell you what, if anyone was at that Washington Capitals series a few years ago, that is A-plus fandom right there. And that's, that's within the realm of uh, possibility for this group here in Raleigh uh, as fans. And, I hope everyone turns out and we don't take these playoff appearances for granted because we, we also know that they can be fleeting and, and this group uh, deserves all the engagement that they can get. And hey, let's just hope it's a sold out barn and PNC's rocking because there, there's no place like it when it is. 
Absolutely. And I'm of the mindset of if you are going to skip the game because it's a Monday or a Wednesday because you're thinking, oh, we'll have more games on the f- down the down the road. No. Nah. Get your ass in PNC Arena. Don't sell your tickets to Bruins fans because if I have to sit next to them, I'm not going to be thrilled. Not at all. This needs to be a sea of red, black, and white. It needs to be loud and it needs to be rowdy. And it, and it just we need the home environment. And every single seat needs to be packed. This is the playoffs. We went 10 years without them. Pretend like it's been 10 years again. That's my opinion. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Sorry, we just had to do that quick aside. Been thinking about it for a while. It's especially important now that we're headed to the playoffs. Um, let's keep breaking down the Bruins, though. And if you think we're old and senile and angry or anything along those lines, yeah. Maybe maybe we are. We are. <laughs> but you know what? Especially uh, you know, Jordan. Old, we might be old men yell at clouds. That's okay. Jordan, you've you've hit the big old 3-0, so you're definitely in that crowd now. I, I am. There's no debate here. I, I was just trying to be nice and not include you just yet. Um, I'm I'm old, you know. I'm old too. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Anyways, anything else to touch on? Anything else to touch on on your end? No, not not with the not with the fandom stuff. Um, but I, I think you can kind of jump in and talk a little more in depth uh, about this, you know, Bruins series. It's, sure. It's it's not the guys that we faced a few years ago. I, I know I, I touched on that. The perfection line is still there, um, but it's no more Tuka Rask. It's uh, and you know you can make the argument, especially the second time he stole the series, and the first series he might have been the best too. Um, big inflection points in those two series were the massive differences in how well they did on the power play versus the Kane's inability to score on the power play. Um, you know, the, the, unfortunately, in the playoffs, the, the power play, despite how good it's been during the regular season, because it was very good last year and it's been really good at times this year, has disappeared at this time uh, of the season. And I, I think that's kind of something we need to be attuned. We need to be tuned into early um, because special teams are such a big portion of winning series. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Uh, I think when you break down the rosters, there's a a clear difference in quality between the two teams, but Boston has enough high-end talent that they can put a scare into Carolina and very easily could win this one. Like I, I would not be shocked if Carolina had a tougher than expected time, just because you're playing a bunch of guys that have been there and have, you know, a couple of those guys have rings and they've been in deep playoff runs uh, and they've had success versus Carolina at this time of year. And I think that matters. I mean, guys, guys don't forget. Absolutely, and you touch on a lot of points. Yeah, it's one of those things where number one, we'll see how the goalie play shakes out. They've got Olmark and Swayman now. They basically split the load throughout the year, so we'll see which one we end up facing. It's a good chance if one of them has a bad start that we're going to see the other one. Both very serviceable goaltenders. Um, I don't think either of them are on Anderson's level. So the sooner Anderson's back, the better, because I think he's going to be a huge part of this playoff run. Um, But like you said, it's getting past the perfection line if they're playing together in the series. And it's being on the gas. It's not making the little mistakes. You'll watch the Hurricanes dominate a game and then just have a mental error 
or a gap in protection or something like that that leads to a little silly goal and those can be game changers right whether it's net against tampa bay letting in the near side goal right all these little things you have to think about this is a team boston that's going to be ready they're going to they're going to dig their heels in the canes have to do their best to not make mistakes because they're the better team the only way that i see boston winning this series is if the canes give it to them so it's it, it comes down to how well the canes execute and how smart they play so i think we'll be seeing a lot of slavin a lot of jordan stall's line a lot of ajo's line I mean, and that's the beauty of it. You have the depth. Even nature, like even Trocek's line, and we'll see what the fourth line looks like with all the depth that we have at forward. Yeah, it's to me it's as simple as if you play how you're capable of playing and um, between the pipes we're just not a disaster, which I don't think Ante Ranta will be um, and or the rookie. I, it's just play your game and you should – win this one in five or six, you know, four to six games. And um, I, I think it's a really solid test, the type of team you want to play in the first round. Um, you know, it's a test that they should be able to ace. And, you know, just staying focused on the moment, I, I, I don't think there's many coaches better than Rod at making sure uh, his guys are able to do that. So, um, yeah, it, it's, you hate to kind of brush it off like that. I think we kind of brushed off Nashville a little bit last year and, Obviously, that ended up being an absolute grind. And, hey, injuries can happen. It can sway the entire series. Uh, obviously, they were able to pull through. But, you know, to your point, the margins are so small here. And one bounce here or there, and you drop a game you shouldn't drop, and now you're chasing it. Um, let's just hope they hold serve on Monday. Obviously, it means a lot to get the first game and to win your home games. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's time. I mean, you, you hate to play spoiled Canes fan because, you know, like we talked about in the little you know, fan announcement section, but because these things can be pretty fleeting, it's kind of felt pretty clinical this year because they've been a playoff lock since basically the puck drop. <laughs> um, and they've rolled the whole way. They've basically been in first the entire season. Um, now this is what we're playing for. You know, this, this is this is no longer a team that is scraping by to get in. And um, it's just, I think they know that. If you listen to how the players have talked uh, in their pre-postseason interviews, they recognize that, they're ready for the challenge, and now they just got to do it on the ice. Yep, and I think they'll be, I think they'll be ready. Um, the talent is there. I don't think there's many teams that are going to outclass the Hurricanes talent-wise in the NHL this year. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of luck on uh, this on the playoffs or in the playoffs, excuse me, between staying healthy and you know maybe getting the fair side of some calls by the refs. We'll we'll just have to see how it plays out. I'm excited to watch it. We're excited to have playoff hockey back. I'm excited to see PNC Arena fill to the brim and with loud Kaniac. So it should be a good time. Well, um, we'll before, be... we, before we sign off, and, and hey, yeah. we need to recap the, the regular season numbers and do a you know big macro overview of the season at some point, and we will, and we'll do that after the postseason. But I, I, I do want to ask you, um, give me at least for the Eastern Conference, who are you taking in the various series, and who do you have coming out of the West? Can you do that? So, yeah, so 
I'll just go out of the West from the beginning, like first things first. I don't see how Colorado doesn't get out of the West. They've been, they've been there. They've had the disappointment. Um, I would be very shocked if that team doesn't figure it out and get out of the West. I could see Calgary getting out of the West as well. Who was it? The Flames coach that said uh, the first round's a waste of four games. <laughs> yeah, whoever plays Colorado in the first round, which is should should absolutely be true. You know, they've struggled in the second round, but I think this group is finally ready to, to take it over the top. And uh, yeah. I agree. So, we agree. Colorado in the West. Uh, how about, yep. the, I assume you have Florida beating New York or Washington. I do. I do have Florida beating Washington. I don't think it will be as easy as people assume, depending on the goaltender play for Washington. If the goalies can step up for them. I think they have a decent chance in that series. Um, obviously, Florida is the heavy favorite. I would assume they will win, but you can't count out a team that's been there and a team that has guys that can score goals like Ovechkin can. So score goals highly likely. Physical game like they can. Absolutely. Playoff hockey. Ovechkin's built for playoff hockey. If he's healthy and good to go, I think it'll be a better series than some might anticipate. But I do see Florida winning that series. I think that, you know, I, I, I have no doubt that they ultimately win that series. I, I'm not going to speak it into his existence, but I think Washington will win at all. But even if the series goes four, five, six games, you know, not saying they even push it to seven, I think it's going to be a, a test in general. Just physically, you know, the games are going to be tight. They're going to play out a certain way. And even if it's a, a sweep, it's going to be an earned sweep. Like Washington's not just going to lay down. Um, what about Rangers and Penn? Well, I think I'm going to take the Rangers in that one. I think that series is probably one of the weaker series on the Eastern Conference. I'm going to take New York because Shesterkin, I think that's the difference in that series. Yeah, I mean, and this kind of speaks to how I think the playoff format is flawed. Like this should really be what the – five seven matchup or the four seven matchup like that that's not ideal um but you know two traditional hockey markets obviously the pens have been there and done that rangers are up and coming really exciting team with probably the vesna winner uh, but I'll, I'll take the rangers as well uh maple leaf's gonna break their forever streak of never winning a series versus the champs man that is a tough one you've got awesome matthews a 60 goal scorer which which is just awesome. That's incredible. Might be the best American goal scorer of all time by the time his career is over. Um, playing against the defending champs, a team that has Vasilevsky, a team that's been there. I believe, Did Stamkos hit 100 this year? Uh, points? I think he did. Incredible to do that at this stage in his career. That team is is the team you have to beat to advance right they're they're the past cup champions and i mean they're still a good team i would think tampa bay wins it to be honest with you in my opinion i just is, is, is it bassy? i don't trust I mean, toronto is it playoff bassy number one bs you know yeah it it could be because i just i don't know i don't know if they can find a way to shut down matthews I just think that that's a tough team to beat. 
I don't know. We'll see. They might be gassed just from all the games they've played in the last few years. Eventually, but... it catches up to you, right? You, you saw that with yeah. the Penguins after the two back-to-back cup runs. They just look fatigued. And um... yeah. But is it the first round that they're fatigued in? That's the question. Exactly. Um, I think that there's, you know, what a way to break it if if the Leafs do finally break their streak of never winning a playoff series uh, for, like, was it 30 years? It's been a long time. It's like 25, 30 years, right? Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but to do it versus them, I think, would kind of be a statement. Um, I just don't think, you know, one team has all the positive vibes and the other one has all the negative playoff vibes. And I, I think this time of year, unfortunately, those things matter. Um, and so I'll, I'll take the bolts. I, I'm going to keep picking them until they don't do it. And I'm not sure as good as Florida is. Florida wants the bolts. You know, like it's they're just those guys. And Obviously, they can turn it on, and I'm not sure we're going to witness a three-peat. But, you know, if anyone's going to elevate outside of Colorado, I'm going to pick those guys. Yep, I would agree with you there. And I think goaltending is another big piece, and Tampa Bay has a massive upper hand in that department. Yeah, 100%. Um, All right, and then I think we both covered that we expect Carolina to win our series. Um, I will breeze through this. I take Canes over Rangers. I take Florida over Tampa, even though I just said everything about Tampa that I did. And I, I think for now you have to predict um, Panthers, Abs, and I'll take the Abs in the final. But you know, long way to go. I think that was your prediction preseason. So good on you. Yeah, we'll see how things shake out. You never know with injuries and all kinds of other stuff what happens. So after the first round, we'll. We'll have to reanalyze these picks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We will uh, definitely uh, break it down and kind of check back in. Probably do these like more, obviously more regularly throughout the playoffs. But um, it's gonna be fun. Excited to be over there tomorrow night and uh, 16 steps, brother. 16 steps. Yep, one at a time. Yes, sir. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. We will uh, check back in with you soon. Go Canes.